0: Good morning. This series we're in, if you're visiting, uh, my name is Scott. I'm one of the pastors on staff. We're in a four-week series called GLAD. GLAD. Say that with me, GLAD. This series is based on this idea that there are a few things that if you do right in this stage of your life, in a year or so, you'll be left. You'll be looking back and you'll say, boy, I'm sure glad I did that. Uh, again, this series is based on the idea that today we're living in the presence of the future. The decisions we make now and today are, are scripting, they're setting a course for what we're going to look back next year and say, boy, I'm sure glad I did. Uh, I look back and I think about a little decision I made in high school, and that was to get a tutor to help me pass Algebra 2. I'm sure glad I did. Uh, on a less serious note, in, in uh, the last couple weeks, I enrolled in my first fantasy football team. First for me, total first. I like football. I'm not nearly, I don't carry near the intellectual weight that some of my friends do as it relates to knowing the details. I chose Tom Brady as my starting quarterback. I was laughed at. It was a joke. He's not going to even play the first four games. I didn't listen to my friends, and I'm so glad I did. (laughs) There's just decisions. When I was a kid, I had a chance to leave uh, Southern California and go away to college. And I went to Missouri, and I met this Southern woman the first day I was on campus. Just in case you don't know me, this is my wife down here. And, I'm, and I thought I was raised in Dana Point, Laguna Beach. I thought Joplin was too hot in the summer and too cold in the winter. God knew it was just what I needed to focus and study the Bible for five years. And the first person I met, I would spend the next 28 years with Boy, when I look back on leaving the coast of Southern California, I'm sure glad I did. It's been good living, 27 years of it. This series is about making decisions in this stage of life so that at the next stage, you'll look back and you'll say, boy, I'm sure glad I did. Today's outline is as simple as it gets. It's just simple. And if you came this morning without a Bible, I would love for you to have one. I'm going to reference about five verses. I'd love for you to be able to open it and see. And so if I could get maybe Ray back there and, and Chuck, if you guys, if you need a Bible this morning, raise your hand. I'll direct you to the page number. We're not, we're not going to uh, try to put you on the spot, but I want you to know that what I'm saying is, is in the scriptures. So raise your hand if you need a Bible as as Charles and Ray and Ray pass out Bibles I want to tell you the outline this morning I want to come straight out and tell you what I'm going to what you'll be glad you did if you make a decision today to to follow this this message is for primarily it's targeted towards singles it's tar- targeted towards college age But it has application for uh, singles that don't ever want to get married. It has applications for marrieds who want to stay married. Here it is. You'll be glad you did if you get out of debt. You'll be glad you did if you stay out of bed. You'll be glad you did if you clean out your closet. That's today's sermon. Thanks for coming. There's extra donuts. You're dismissed. (laughs) It's the message. Get out of debt, stay out of bed, clean out your closet. That's the message. I think it's a message for parents of college-age young adults. You're going to have a conversation you'll be able to have today. The first point is this this principle, get out of debt. We, we're not talking about mortgage debt. We're talking about short-term debt that just creeps its way into our uh, monthly cash flow. We're talking about perhaps uh, a car that was a little extravagant. You know, the average monthly uh, payment on cars in the U.S. is $450, plus or minus 10. Uh, maybe it's a car that is just stressing you out. Maybe you need a downsize from whatever you're in to something that's more affordable. We, we bring a... We bring a a, a car payment, or we bring a um, a school loan, and I'm all for school loans. <laughs> Believe me, uh, we're 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 in, we're encouraging our kids to to finance their own college, and that means getting their own loans. But if you're 35 and you still are working on your school loan, it might be time to get a little bit more aggressive because you bring that school loan, you bring that car payment into a relationship. And whoever you're meeting for the first time, if you're single, if you're dating, they're not going to be just licking their chops, hoping they get to finance your your luxury car or your, you know, uh, your Ivy League college debt or even your, you know, your your local state college debt. Sometimes what happens is if we don't get rid of our debt, if it doesn't become a priority, then we bring that debt like a like a partner, into a relationship. We bring that, that debt, like a, a marriage partner, into a relationship. How many of you are depressed right now? You're like, <laughs> I'm done with this. Well, I, I'm going to challenge you to, to work on that short-term debt that you can. And here's why this message is designed for singles. It, statistically, you're, it's never easier to pay off debt than when you're single. It's just easier to pay it off when you're single. Uh, When you get married, the the expenses exponentially compound. When you're single, you start hammering at them. It's a lot easier. I want you to pay off your debt because your debt is what may keep you from doing or following a, a door that God opens to you. Sometimes debt or finances can keep us from going through a door because we're We're just pinned down. We have to work sometimes two jobs. We can't go through a door of opportunity that opens for us. And so I want to challenge you, pay off that debt. Let me encourage you from the Bible. The Bible teaches us throughout that God's will for debt is that you not have any long-term debt. Did you know the longest term debt in the Bible is seven years? Yeah, kind of puts our mortgage lending to shame, doesn't it? Uh, it, and do you know that the Bible, every 49 years, practiced what's called the Year of Jubilee? This is recorded in Leviticus, I think it's 25. When at the Year of Jubilee, year 50, everyone's debt was, everyone was able to return to their original family property. All debts were removed. As a matter of fact, even short term debts were to be removed after seven years. God doesn't want us to be slaves. He uses this kind of metaphor. He doesn't want us to be the tail that's wagged by the dog. He wants us to be the head. He wants us to be in control. If you're single, I want to challenge you right now is the best time to start getting out of debt. Make a commitment. In my home, I have sons that are going to college, and I don't charge them uh, rent to stay with me, but I have quantified how much that is. And I've said, this is how much I want to go to your college debt every month. And it's been met with true excitement. <laughs> and, and this is how much I want to go to a long-term savings account. And that's been a little bit more well-received. Sometimes paying off debt just feels like I'm getting nowhere. Hey, let me tell you, you're putting yourself in a position to, to, to not have to bring other partners into a relationship. When I say other partners, I mean car payments. I mean school loans, extravagant. I mean unnecessary debt that you make a decision to address. In Matthew uh, chapter 7, if you have your Bibles, open them up with me if you would. In Matthew chapter 7, it's on page 679 in our Adventure Bibles. Jesus is talking about money. Um, He's talking about how We can easily get focused on the things of this world. Uh, We can store up for ourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Jesus says, I'm in verse 19 and 20, treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also and then in verse 24, Jesus says this, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And, you know, when talking about money, it, what I find personally is it kind of really catches my attention. I don't always like talking about it. But that's an admission that sometimes money can be too important to me. I want to get to where I'm very comfortable talking about it because my God is not money. My God provides resources. He provides money. But money's not my God. I make decisions based on how I think the Spirit's leading, not based on always how it's going to benefit me financially. So, first challenge is to make a decision to... Get out of debt. Uh, Speaking primarily to singles, how do you do that? How do you get out of debt? Well, we what we've discovered is that it's it's really it comes down to discipline. There's a lot of people that'll that have great principles on finance management. A couple resources I would just throw your direction. I think Dave Ramsey's Peace University is excellent. There are always online or even area churches that sponsor Peace University opportunities. Enroll, dig down deep, go to get, if you're married, go as a couple, jump in there. Another fantastic curriculum is called Crown Ministry. Uh, My wife and I have been through that. Great tool, a very holistic tool to help you get out of debt. But really when it comes down to getting out of debt, it's You have friends. You can go online and find resources. I know at Adventure, it's our desire to offer a small group uh, once or twice a year that addresses uh, financial stewardship. It just comes down to making a decision to do it, to own it, to be disciplined and do it. If you're married uh, or single, I think the number one tool that will help you get there is to pray. Pray together. Pray often. If you're single, pray with a friend. Because it's a it's a step of faith to do it and you want to do it together Sometimes talking about money in my home can be used to be kind of sensitive You know I used to you know you, You'd want to say hey, you know, you're the one that spent that money on that haircut. Hey, you're the one that went to Home Depot uh, You know hey you hey you and instead it's hey, we it's we 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 spent the money on that haircut My haircuts are a little too expensive sometimes or we spent that money when we shouldn't have it's a we thing get out of debt. That's the first step. The second one is, is I think, even more challenging. It's stay out of bed. Stay out of bed. Uh, What we know about about from, from the first century is that the first century where the early church was planted, the first century was way more sexualized than even our day and age. Did you know that one of the churches the apostle paul planted in corinth which is considered the largest harbor in the mediterranean that at that at that location that church for a corinthian pagan, pagan whoa whoa church for a for a pagan corinthian meant going to a place of worship where prostitution was practiced openly, and you went and participated in a prostitution act of worship. That was going to church for a Corinthian pagan. Or a pagan, a Corinthian had the freedom to own slaves, to own women, to own men, and do whatever you wanted with them, and so sometimes we think that, well, you know, that was then, this is now. When the Bible speaks to issues about sexual morality, you've you got to take our own cultural context in mind. You, you can't apply what happened in the first century to what's going on now in the 21st century. And honestly, Corinth dwarfs the sexualized, sexualization of our country. It dwarfs it. it it's They were way ahead of us in sexual immorality. They won, in other words. And so when I read these words to you about sexual immorality, it, be cautious about thinking that, oh, that was then, this is now. Let me tell you, what was then was tremendous pagan prostitution that people actually practiced as an act of worship. And so when a Christian church was established, it's no surprise that chastity became one of the two most important values and practices for early Christians. The other value was compassion towards the poor. Those two, chastity and caring for the poor, number two one and number two values in the 1st century. Let me read this passage to you from Paul's letter to the church he started in Corinth, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 18 through 20, and I'll read that page number to you here in just a moment so you can find it. It's like the sixth book in the New Testament. It's on page 796 in most of our Bibles. Is that, does that coincide with uh, the other paperbacks out there? Anybody got an adventure Bible? 796? No? Okay. Here, here it is. First Corinthians chapter six, verse eighteen. Listen to how Paul instructs a Christian church living in a highly sexualized culture. He says this flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you hear that? I'm going to read that to you again: Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins against, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. What that verse is not saying, and what I'm not saying, is that sexual sin is worse than any other sin. Okay, all sin, all selfishness, has separated us from God before Christ offered a substitutionary sacrifice for our sins. But what is unique about sexual sin is that when we abuse ourselves sexually. We are self-inflicting ourselves. We're hurting ourselves. Literally hurting ourselves. And it might not... You you know that we've been around enough, uh, most of us, to know how delicate sex is. And when we abuse it and we become so familiar with it outside of marriage... It a part of us is lost. Uh, We end up having when God provides us that special person that we want to spend the rest of our life with. We can, just like we can walk into a relationship with with partners of debt, a car loan that's exorbitant, or partners of debt, a school loan that's exorbitant, if we treat sex casually We can easily bring the memories and thoughts of other partners into our relationship. And so Paul says, flee, get away. And he is trying to make certain that we understand this is a delicate part of our lives. It needs to be treated with absolute care. That's what I want you to hear today. If you're not married, stay out of bed. (laughs) If you are married, the good news is get in bed and get in often. That's what the Bible says. And if you're not, pray often. So, by the way, that is the Word of God, just in case you thought I was being silly. It's not. It is the truth. So, if you're single, one of the best things you can do that will cause you in the next stage of your life to look back and say, boy, I'm glad I did, is to pursue sexual abstinence. And I realize that we live in a culture where uh, it's very easy to say of what we read in Scripture today, hey, that was then, this is now. I realize that. I've shared with you... about the culture of Corinth. It was, wow, it was way ahead of us even in being a sexualized culture. I've, I realized that for guys, we get into dating relationships and we just, you know, we're task-oriented and if things aren't moving towards, um, uh, you know, an opportunity, (laughs) uh, a sex opportunity, then we can kind of turn off and, you know, go another direction. I realize that's our culture encourages that. I realize that, ladies, it's easy to just kind of go with the flow and think, you know what, everyone's doing this. I'm getting pressure. I could lose this this kind of more morale support. Uh, I could lose this uh, relationship if I'm not um, participate participating. Easy to give in and make a decision that. Will be less than ideal for that time when God brings someone really special into your life. This is a delicate area. You know, in Genesis, when God created Eve, she was beautiful before Adam, she was perfect. And it's as if God said, Be careful, handle with care. And my challenge is simply to men as it relates to women. Be careful, handle with care. Treat ladies with the highest level of respect. And men, rather women, that you will treat your bodies with the highest level of respect. And here's the challenge I want you to consider as it relates to staying out of bed. I want to challenge you for the next year. If you're not married, if you hope to meet someone special someday, I want to challenge you for the next year. Are you ready? Not at all. <laughs> I want to challenge you for the next year to set aside your dating life. If you know that dating for you means being, actually sec- being active sexually, set aside sexual intimacy for a year. And you might say, okay, <laughs> I do need another donut this morning. I- that does not appeal at all. What I know about God is that if we will take time and trust him, I know that we will experience what Jesus said would be offered to us. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, The pure in heart will see God. I know that if I trust God with this very delicate area of my life, and I spend the next year honoring him with my body, that I'm going to experience a level of purity that is unforgettable. And look in 1 Corinthians 6, let me continue to read because uh, Paul points out just how delicate this is. He says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? The very Spirit that indwelt the tabernacle, that indwelt the Holy of Holies, in the Old Testament dwells in my body and he says do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you whom you have received from God you are not your own you were bought at a price therefore honor God with your body at what price were you bought well if you've placed a trust in Jesus Christ you were purchased at the price of the blood of Christ He owns you. You're his. And so he wants you to trust him with this very delicate part of your life. Some of you might say, okay, I'm not single. This doesn't fully connect with me. Well, let me challenge you here. We live in such a visually sensitive, visually pornographic culture. (laughs) This word for sexual immorality in 1 Corinthians 6, do you know what that original Greek word is? It's porneos. Sound like it might have an English derivative? We live in a, a, just a culture that is just inundated with images. So I would challenge singles and marrieds to, to do whatever it takes to, get, to take a year and be, pursue the purity of God. It will prepare you for what God wants to do in your life. <clears throat> How do you do this? How do you do it? Because these are, these are sensitive issues. You know, do you, do you uh, chain yourself up at home, you know, on, on the weekends so you don't, you're not tempted to go out and do something you shouldn't? I think the first step you take is you get into some great relationships, some great friendships. You surround yourself with like-minded people. I, I read on Facebook, or rather on Twitter, last night, a Henry Cloud uh, saying that you you are the average of your five closest friends. Show me who your friends are, I'll show you where your future is. Surround yourself with some folks that are like-minded that want to honor God, and that'll really help you. Bring into your life someone who will keep you accountable, someone who will pray with you, someone who will check on you. This is, this is practicing what I call just kind of raw vulnerability. Bring someone around you. Because it's so nice when you've got friends to lean on. You don't have to worry about all this garbage. And enjoy the purity of the Lord. Make a commitment for a year. Bring some great friends around you. And enjoy walking in purity. What a joy it is to, to have control over this area of our lives. Get out of debt stay stay out of bed lastly and i think most interestingly clean out your closet clean out your closet when i say clean out your closet it's something if you do now in the next stage of your life you'll be glad you did when i say clean out your closet i am referring to those weird areas in your life your weirdness if you came with someone that you know pretty well, turn to them and just say, hey, you know what? I need to be honest. Sometimes you can be weird. <laughs> we all have a little weirdness about us. Okay? Some of us have weird insecurities during certain seasons. Some of us have weird fears. We have weird, a weird tendency to be slanderous, a weird tendency to be vindictive. Uh, a weird tendency to, uh, to be uh, overly sensitive. And part of being a Christ follower is letting Jesus deal with your weirdness and being vulnerable with him. Let me show you what he's talking about here. In Matthew chapter 15, Jesus talks about the origin of our weirdness. The origin of our weirdness. Matthew 15, verses 18 through 19. Thank you, Robin. I know that voice. So Jesus is being confronted about religious issues, people of... The, of Judaism were told that their, the depth of their faith was relative to what they ate and what they drank their diet, their dietary laws and Jesus says no it's not the things that you put into your mouth that illustrate or symbolize the purity of your heart it's what comes out of your mouth uh, let me read this verse 18. The things that come out of your mouth come from the heart, and these make a man unclean. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what make a man unclean. But eating with unwashed hands does not make him unclean. What I want to challenge you to do is practice the same thing that I did as it relates to taking a year off of dating. I want to challenge you to get into close relationship with Christ followers and deal with the weird that you struggle with. Ask someone that knows you well, hey, anything about me you notice that is a little oversensitive, that can be a little jealous, that can be a little vindictive or even hateful? Do I have anger issues? How many of you don't want to ask that question? You're dealing with raw issues. You're dealing with your closet. And what I know is that when it comes to following Jesus, he wants to help me deal with those issues that I struggle with. He really wants to help me clean out my closet. How do you do that? You do it by getting into relationships with other Christ followers, close relationships where you can be honest with each other. My best friend, honestly, I don't always like hanging out with. I really don't. Because he has a way of getting under my skin in a good way that makes me uncomfortable. Do you have any, any of you have friends like this? Where it's like, oh, they want to come over, and you're like, I don't want to see him. <laughs> because when we sit down together, we've known each other since I was 19 and he was 18. He can ask me a question, and I can ask one of him. It's, there's no, you, there's no you know, sweet talking around it. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> and it's a real direct question. This is Brooke Drum. Some of you have maybe met him over the years. When he comes over, it's not like, sure, we don't. we. It's very direct conversation. That's awkward, even for a pastor to do that. But I need it. You need it. Clean out your closet. Stay off the bed. Get out of debt. Now, you might... Push back right now and say, You know what pastor? of course that 's what you 're supposed to say that i 'm not too surprised to hear that from you, but you know, what if you say to yourself, uh, You know what that was nice i 'm done let's go let 's go get our coffee and be done for the day. What I want to suggest is that if you 're not willing to uh, to look prayerfully at these issues as a single, I want to suggest that you will be practicing the very thing that turns you off about church. If you refuse to address these issues personally, you will be modeling the very thing that drives you nuts about churches in our modern era. You'll be a hypocrite. Here's how. When you're, when, as a single, if someday you meet the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, you're going to be interested in, hey, what's your debt like? You only owe thirty thousand dollars on your college tuition. Wow, I'm not interested. Go out and spend some more money. I was looking for someone who owed 130000 hundred and thirty. When you meet someone that's special, and you want to spend the rest of your life with them, you're not going to say, "Hey, I, I I'm disappointed. I heard that you you sold your your car that you had." you know, considerable car payments on, and you downsize to this, this Ford Fiesta, man, I was looking for someone with more car debt. It's not going to happen. You're going to want to know that they did whatever it took to get out of debt personally. Secondly, when you meet someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with, and they tell you the story, you know, this may come off a little weird, this is a guy telling you the story, but I was raised that sex was for marriage. And I'm probably one of very few American young men that's a virgin. And I hope that's okay with you. You're not going to tell him, ladies, wow, I'm disappointed. You need to get out there and live a little bit. Come on. And men, you're not going to say to a young lady that you want to spend the rest of your life with, you know, She tells you, you know, when I was in college, I I fell in love with someone, I moved in with him, we were intimate, and then, you know, I decided that God's Spirit was leading me to abstain, to take a year off, I I took a year off, I moved out, and um, I've been abstinent ever since. He's not going to look at you and say, wow, I'm disappointed. I was just hoping that you were in practice all the time. It's not going to happen. And so when I ask you to get out of bed, rather to get out of debt, to stay out of bed, and finally to clean out your closet, I'm telling you, if you don't address this, you're going to expect these areas of other people. You're not going to say someday to someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with, you don't have any, you know, ladies, you're not going to say to the man you're going to marry, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you don't hate your mother. I'm sorry to hear you don't have any mother-son issues. Or daughters, uh, young men, you're not gonna say to a young lady that you wanna spend the rest of your life, boy, I'm sorry that you don't hate your dad. I was looking for someone who really had hatred issues so our home could be just one melting pot of dysfunction. It's not gonna happen. As a single, as a young person, it's never gonna get easier to get out of debt. It's never gonna get easier to stay out of bed. It's never going to get easier than to clean out your closet. And it happens through prayer, by faith, as we trust God to come into our lives and help us out. He can do it through us. Greater is He that lives in you than He that lives in the world. And He can fully set you free in these areas. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank You for this challenge straight from your co-workers in the first century to free ourselves from the love of money, to free ourselves to flee from sexual immorality, and to address matters of our heart. Help us have the courage to do this. If you're here today and you want to trust in Jesus for the first time, I want to challenge you right from where you're at, where you're at, to say, yes, Jesus. Jesus, I believe and I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Right from where you're seated, just say, yes, Jesus. I believe in you and I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. And if you just prayed that prayer with me this morning, I want to acknowledge your decision. Right from where you're seated, would you just raise your hand? Let me acknowledge your decision. Anyone pray that prayer with me to receive Jesus for the first time? anyone, anyone at all, to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You're ready to trust in Him. Is there one person that wants to do that? Lord, I pray that you will fill us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Craig, would you come forward now and